Welcome into Three the Hardaway, aka the Three Man Jail and Weave, aka the best big three since LeBron, D Wade, and Bosch. We back again with episode two, fellas. Let's get it. If you don't know who I am, I am the walking bucket, instant offense savage. Up here, we got my guy, the coach on the sidelines, taking them school on and off the court. And when I say it's really shitty, it's really shitty. Shitty, what up, though? Hey, what's happening, man? Another day, another dollar. Another Sunday to talk basketball and put on the ears on Monday. Yes, sir. In the other corner, we got my guy, your favorite DJ, favorite DJ, the sample man himself, Tab Shakir. Toot, what up? What's going on, my brothers? Happy Sunday. No, uh, no smoke. <laughs> nah, of course I got the smoke, but you know, <laughs> like literally. Back episode today, a real laid back episode. But hey, if we get there, get there. But of I, I saw the crumble. Yeah, I saw the crumble. I ain't talking about the cookie. <laughs> it's Sunday, man. Come on, it's Sunday. Happy Sunday, folks. <laughs> My God. All right, real quick, real quick for the people who got some housekeeping. So, if you are listening on a podcast platform, do us a favor and leave a five star review, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, leave a five star review. Even if you don't want to leave a five-star review, you can do a four, three, whatever you want to do. Leave a leave a review. Let us know what we can do to get better, how we can better serve you guys as our listeners. If you are on YouTube, stop the video right now. Like the video. We had seven likes last video, but we have 42 views. So like the video, subscribe to the channel, put on notifications so that you can get the instant video once we drop it on Monday morning. And then also, if you want to leave a comment, that's fine. If not, Go over on social media. We have a Twitter now. It's three, the Hardaway pod. That's the number three, the Hardaway pod. Follow our podcast there. Follow us on our social medias. I won't say them all right now because y'all know where to find us. Uh, but without further, to, further ado, today, gentlemen, let's get into the NBA schedule. So last week, uh, the NBA released uh, the schedule on Wednesday. So we all know who our teams are playing uh, what's going to be happening on Christmas, all of that. So uh, the concept of this show came to me, this episode uh, came to me because the standings look totally different on Christmas than what they did, you know, to end the season. So uh, before the show began, I asked Sheedy and I asked to, did they know what the standings were um, prior to Christmas starting uh, last year? And so they told me they didn't know. So what I want you guys to do, is to guess one through eight, the standings. You don't gotta guess them all at once. You can start at one and go down. Uh, guess the standings one through eight in the East and then the West as well too. So let's start with the East, fellas. Who was the number one seed at Christmas last year in the East? Uh, okay, I guess I'll break, I'll break rank and go first. Um, number one in the East, I would have said number one last year this time, Give me that. I'm hurt. I really don't know, man. Because um, I'm just, I'm literally looking at all the teams. All right, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna go through it. I'm not want to be wrong, so it doesn't even matter. Give me the Nets. Okay, the Nets no, was the, one. So the Nets was number one seed at Christmas last year. Yeah. All right. Nets so number two. One. What I think number two was. Oh, you know what? Let me let two go. Two, who right. do you think was number two? Okay, number two. I'll go three. Number two. Um, give me Milwaukee. Nope, it wasn't Milwaukee. It wasn't Milwaukee. It was give not me Milwaukee. 76ers. It was not Philly. Mm. Washington. It was not Washington. Cleveland. 
No. It was not Cleveland. Cleveland was like a fourth seed. Okay, uh, so it was Miami. You said what? Miami. Nope, wasn't Miami. Damn. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, the Bulls. It's probably ugly. It's probably an ugly team. Chicago Bulls. The Bulls, yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. Bulls before all the injuries. Yeah. Mm. Brooklyn Nets, Chicago Bulls. All right, number three. Nets, okay, okay. Bulls. All right, Nets, Bulls. And then and then I'll put the Bucks. Milwaukee was number three. Mm-hmm. All right, number four. Let me see. It's not Boston because somebody said it. Good. Somebody said it earlier. Cleveland, Cleveland number four. Washington, Washington, number four. Cleveland number four, and then Washington was number five. So they're right after. Five, cool, cool, cool. I knew, I knew that was somewhere. Yeah, all right, six, six. Uh, Was it Toronto? Nope. Boston. Nope. Now Boston was way down. Uh, Got the Bucks yet? Uh, Is it the Bucks? Buckster, Buckster three. Yeah. Hawks. Nope, not the Hawks. Sixers. I'm serious. I'm looking dead at it right now. <laughs> Who was it? Toronto? No, it didn't not say Toronto. Toronto. Oh, the Heat. Not Miami. Man, we still want to succeed. Charlotte? Charlotte was number six. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh. So, so far, we got Brooklyn, in order, Brooklyn, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Washington, Charlotte. One through six right now. So a lot, of teams, a lot of teams y'all haven't mentioned yet that, that made the playoffs mm-hmm. are not even in this conversation yet. Yeah, I know. I mean, we can. We don't need to say Boston because Boston's not even close to being in. So, so number seven is actually got to be mine. Number seven was? was wow. Number seven was Boston, and number eight. Who was who's number eight? I mean, last year we go Toronto. Nope. Miami. One of the top eight. Nope, Miami. Wow. Miami was not even in the top eight. Hawks. Not the Hawks. Knicks. Not the Knicks. Oh, I hope it wasn't the Pacers. Nope. Think of think of playoff teams last year. Think of playoff teams last year. Not the Hawks. So we got Brooklyn, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Washington, Charlotte, Boston. Philly. 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 Philly was yep. number eight. Wow. At Christmas. So Christmas was totally different. Than what mm. the playoffs actually were. Brooklyn, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Washington, Charlotte, Boston, and Philly was the one through eight. So your Miami Heat wow. wasn't even in the conversation, CD. <laughs> Came to a number one seed. Come on. Come on. Oh, the Raptors in the conversation. So it's that to me, as I looked at it, that's wow. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. At Christmas. Yeah. But they always say that the, the lead don't start until Christmas. So, like, what the standards were at that time. Don't necessarily mean what's gonna happen by you know April or into early May. So that was the East. So let's do the West. Oof. Who number one seed in the West should be easy. I got oh, Phoenix. Suns. Yeah, Phoenix was was wire to wire with the uh, yeah. number one seed. They had like a twenty game win streak at one point. It was something crazy like that. So we had Phoenix number one. I right, number two. At that time, was it the Jazz? Nope. Was it uh, Golden State? So the was number two. Right. I think it was prior to Clay coming back, I believe, if not mistaken. Prior to Clay coming back. Uh, number three. So number three. Grizzlies. Nope. Mavericks. I think that was nope. Nuggets. Hmm. Nope. Oh. Hey. Oh. I, I hate to say the Clippers. Nope. Minnesota. Nope. Dang. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it damn sure couldn't have been the Spurs. So again, we got uh, Phoenix and Golden State. Number one and two. Who's number three? Grizzlies. Nope. No, I want the Grizz. And one yes, Dallas. Mavericks. Jazz. 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 That will never be there again. <laughs> it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a long time. It's gonna be a while, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Phoenix, Golden State, Jazz, number four, four seed. Phoenix, Golden State, Jazz. If this ain't the Grizzlies, then the Grizzlies got to be about five. Memphis Grizzlies, that should be good. Yeah. Right. That should be Grizz. I know they're top four. Yeah. Number five. That's where it gets ugly. Uh, Denver. It get ugly down here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Denver. Nah, not Denver. Said, it was it was it Minnesota? Nope. Or Dallas? Dallas. Nope. No. The one was it? they they was like six, seven, something like that. Go to say. Nah, go say. Nah, go say was two. All right, say two. No, so okay, Clippers. I'm, I'm thinking. Clippers uh, were five. No Kawhi Leonard at all this season. They were they were five. They apologized. Everybody, but they were five. Tyloo. <laughs> they were five. Number six. Nuggets. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep believing it's going to be the Nuggets, man. Um, uh, Mavericks or Timberwolves? No. Neither. Wow. You know them? All right, two. Your turn. <laughs> uh, uh, Portland. Nope. Oh, because I was saying Dame when I Dame was her all year. <laughs> I know Dame it wasn't your old favorite team, the Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers were number. Six. It was the Lakers. I ain't seen the Lakers were the top eight team out here. Los Angeles Lakers were number six. So Brooklyn, not Brooklyn. Uh, Phoenix, Golden State, Utah, Memphis, both LA teams. Number seven. Both LA teams. I don't, oh, I I don't see a scenario where the Mavericks are not in the top eight. Yeah, Mavericks but, are number seven and Denver. number eight. Okay. Number eight. Denver Timberwolves. Denver was number eight. So Joe Denver. was there somewhere. He was in this. Better be. Hold on. So so speaking of which, it kind of make my case of why I don't have in the playoffs next year. People got on me on Twitter about that, and they were the AC by Christmas yeah. last year. I ain't not. I ain't not. Six last year, about, about the end of the season, I think. What, the uh, uh, Nuggets six. were number six, yes. I they think. were number six. So they only went yeah. up two spots from Christmas. So, I mean, you might have a point, too. You might have a point. Yeah, you might. Everything outside of Jokic. Is but every – their that guard play, uh, Bones, whatever his name Bones is, Island. he really started really coming along during the second part of the season anyway. I was after the trade deadline, mm-hmm. to be honest. He was really instrumental for them. Yeah, definitely. Which is why I think he, they also were okay with trading um, that guy to Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, again, um, the standings at Christmas – I mean, they mean something because I kind of, I kind of um, compare it to like starting a semester or starting your time in college, where your first semester you gotta have a strong foundation, you gotta have like a three point five GPA, <laughs> because if you start struggling towards the end of the season or the end of the semester or the end of your time in college, you need to have that cushion. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of these things had a strong cushion, but then a lot of them kind of fell off quickly. So you had like Washington fell off. Uh, the Hornets fell off. Uh, oh. Cleveland fell off because of injury. Uh, Lakers, obviously, Clippers, they kind of mm-hmm. did it themselves. They're like, you know what? Well, I ain't playing in the second playing game, you know. So, yeah. So, all of that to say, I wanted us to figure out what do we predict the top eight for each 
uh, conference would be leading up into Christmas. And then that would segue into our talk about the Christmas games themselves. So um, I can go first, honestly, and I'll provide my East, I guess my reasons for uh, those teams being in this position. And I also, I have my team that I think had the easiest schedule leading up into uh, Christmas and also the, the most difficult schedule as well too. So for the East, I have, uh, this is my, my order from one to eight, Boston, Philly, surprisingly y'all, Atlanta at three, um, Milwaukee, Chicago, Cleveland, Washington, Brooklyn. Yes, I do not have the Miami Heat, my top eight going into Christmas. They weren't in the top eight last year. Not that it matters, <laughs> but um, I think Boston is going to be that team that kind of like Phoenix, they lost that 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 year in the finals, and they, they don't come out swinging early on in offense. Last year, they started off very, very slow, uh, and, I, and I don't think that'll be the case this year. I think Ime Udoka has the experience um, with his team. I think Jalen Brown is motivated because he's like, y'all trying to trade for Kevin Durant. Like, nah, I'm Jalen Brown. I'm that dude, too. You know, so I, I think that Boston will be uh, strong in that regard. Uh, I have Philly next. I think that James Harden, he looked like he in shape based on the workout pictures I haven't seen of him. Uh, and I think that he is happy to be in Philly. He's happy to be with Joel Embiid. So I think they will have a fast start as well. Uh, Atlanta, I actually, in the previous episode, I had Atlanta not making the playoffs or as a team that couldn't make the playoffs potentially. Uh, but looking at their schedule, they had an easy schedule to start leading up to Christmas. So I was like, they probably could get a lot of wins, stack a lot of wins against their easier opponents. Uh, they could fall off later on in the season. Uh, it depends. But I think they're just going to be too good with Trey and DeJounte Murray. And if they keep John Collins to not win some of these games against like Detroit twice and Charlotte, um, New York and the Jazz. Like this, this is a lot of easy wins for them, I think, in my opinion. It should be anyway. Um, then I have Milwaukee. I had to explain Milwaukee, Chicago, Cleveland, Washington, I think will be a formidable team um, this season from start to finish because they have Bradley Beal healthy the whole season, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Roy Hachimura, a bunch of other players. And then Brooklyn at number eight, I put them at eight because I don't know. I don't know where they're going to be a top four seed because Kevin Durant going to play with Kyrie and, you know, whoever else is going to be there. And I, I can't have them not in winning games because if Kevin Durant is playing, they're going to win games. Like, I mean, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Kyrie, they should win games against a lot of teams, honestly. But because of that uncertainty with that, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> so I get them at eight to cover my ass because I don't know. <laughs> they got to cover my ass from, from top to bottom. So that was my East. What's, what's y'all's East? Um, I guess I'll start too. That's fine. Um, so this is an interesting question, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. He hit us with this right before the show started, by the way. So I want to make sure the listeners know that the teacher gave us extra credit to homework right before class started. But I'm going to get my extra credit. Um, one thing I think by the time Christmas comes will be Milwaukee. Um, I think that We've down not that we've downplayed Milwaukee, but everyone's downplayed Milwaukee. Milwaukee won a national a national won the finals um just a year ago, right? Um they were Chris Middleton injury away from contending again this year. Giannis is getting even better. That man is shooting a corner three with ease. Um, but again, there's no hands in his face, no pressure right now. But um you look at team that's pretty much bring back their their stronger core, great coach. Um, and so I got Milwaukee for one. Um, 
I think to your point, Boston does make a strong run in the beginning of the season. More season coach. Jason Tatum uh, looked pretty fluid in that pro-aim game, but by the way, I don't care about pro-aim games anymore. Um, and Jalen Brown, um, there's been a lot of like trade talk about him for years, and it's just he just continues to prove how much he's undervalued, so to speak, I think, at Boston, but they're also not trading him ever. Um, so give me Boston at two. Um, three, I got Philadelphia. Um, it's hard to go against Joel Embiid and James Harden, whether or not he's in shape or not. Um, and, you know, Doc Rivers is, is your favorite regular season coach. Um, you know, I don't get much for him after the, once the regular season is over, but he's going to do pretty well in the regular season. Um, that's three, four. I got Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has a pretty favorable schedule. I think you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier um, at the beginning of the season. Um, it kind of tapers off after New Year's, but, you know, I think they're, they're good enough to get into that fourth seed. Um, and right below them or right on their tail, um, I got Cleveland. Cleveland takes a little bit harder in the beginning, but it's like an easy thing from like right after Thanksgiving until that Christmas-ish time. Um, so give me Cleveland at five, Toronto at six. It's kind of like a tapered effect for them as I look through their schedule. Um, and then I would say, to your point, this is where I would put Brooklyn um, because who's ever on that team, I think will be decent enough because even their schedule is not that bad um, after Thanksgiving to give a push for seven. And um you know, I got to get put Miami in there, right? Um, Miami at eight. Um, just because it, it just always takes us time to find ourselves. But we hit our stride pretty well after around like Martin Luther King Day and there on after. Um, and, but, you know, to hear last season, we weren't even in the top eight, right? But we finished the season at the number one seed. Um, says a lot about Eric Spolstra and who we have as staff. By the way, by the motherfucking way, let me say this before I go any further. Stop shooting yourselves in the foot, Miami Heat and Pat Riley. Why in the hell are you offering Udonis Haslam a contract spot that he fucking took for his 20th season to sit here and be a coach? Just give him a damn polo and let's move on. I'm done. But okay, so so for those who didn't know, yeah. Don't you get something special if you in a league for like 20 years? He's going to get his jersey retired in Miami. Just that's fine. That that's fine. He could have stopped last season, the season before. He's going to his 20th season. He doesn't even play 20 minutes in a season. The total and season. Start giving the roster spot. <laughs> okay, I am. I mean, the player, anybody on the end of the bench don't get 20 minutes, but hey. I'm clipping this part of the video. This getting clipped, and we put this on social media. Now, I, now I will blurt out the curse words because this is a family show. It's not, but <laughs> but yeah. I was gonna say, oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Udonis Haslam is in his 20th season. The Miami Heat are a very familial organization. They like to to have a family seat culture. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Udonis Haslam went to college in Florida. Um, I think yes. at Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, so he is he is homegrown, you know. And so Pat Riley continues to give him some money, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, there is something wrong with it, according to Sheedy. And Sheedy's a teacher, so we're going to listen to Sheedy. All right, so you ready? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, so let's get it. Let's get it. Um, so let me see. We start in the East, right? 
Um, I'm with you. I'm with y'all as far as y'all said with Milwaukee and everything. Um, they're definitely. I don't know why people keep sleeping on them every year. And now they have the most dominant player in the league, right? Um, arguably, we, we can argue that Chris Middleton would have put him over the top. But honestly, I'm somebody I still would have had beat Boston going to the finals anyway. Um, I have my own theories outside of, of, of outside the court. Why I felt like Boston would have won. We'll talk about that later. Goddamn mad dog still got a team. You talk about somebody that's on TV and got a job they ain't supposed to have. That damn mad dog on ESPN. That, he got a job that he, whatever, whatever. Uh, so I got Milwaukee number one. <laughs> I got uh, Boston number two. Um, they got a hell of a lot better. They'll be competing with Milwaukee, I think, all season for the number one spot. Um, they get they did go out and get better, especially at Matthew Brogdon, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, like whew, like solid pickup for him. Um, I actually got the Philadelphia 76ers um, finishing number three right now. Um, of course, James Harden in the regular season, can't say nothing about that. Um, he does look more in shape, but – I mean, we'll see. Uh, Joel and B expecting to play, be healthy. He still wants the MVP, not MVP. Yeah, he still wants the MVP uh, trophy at the end of the season anyway. So I think we're still going to see a great Mount Philly team. They're a little bit more rounded as well, uh, bringing in P.J. Tucker and uh, DeAnthony Melton from Memphis. And Tyrese Maxey, they, they, they finally got their guard they've been looking for since my guy, folks. And they, they finally got one. So uh, Maxey, he's going to still put up at the numbers. He's going to do maybe even better. So. Got six is number three. Uh, number four, I actually got the Miami Heat. I think the reason y'all were outside the top eight last season was because y'all got a lot of new players. Y'all got top 10 Larry. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got Tyler Hero still trying to find his own. Y'all got, um, I don't want to say Duncan Robinson, he kind of declined, but I think y'all, you still had a bunch of players. PJ Tucker, I just mentioned him. Still a bunch of players still trying to figure out each other. Once y'all did figure it, y'all got on just like that. And I think that momentum continues uh, next season. Brooklyn, only because, of course, I got them in the playoffs next year based on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And God willing, Ben Simmons playing on this team. If they do that, they'll be even higher, I think. But this is based on just maybes um, right now. Like, I got them as a top five, at least. Um, I got number six, Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I, I still think that Jontae Murray and, and, and Trey Young combination is about to do some damage in the league. I, I strongly believe that backcourt is about to do, do its thing. And uh, let me see, number seven, I got Toronto. Uh, for whatever reason, they continues to win games. And, hey, that's the culture out there in Toronto slash Tampa. And then uh, number eight, finishing out Cleveland. Fair enough. I, I think, like, I I decided to omit Miami. Just because, like, I know they start slow every year. But at the same time, Miami going to find a way to be there. They just they, they always find a way. Like, Coach Spolstra one of my favorite coaches in the league, I'll be the best coach in the league in my opinion, because he just makes, you know, chicken noodle soup out of chicken shit every single time, every time. All right, going out West, uh, my one through eight, number one, I mean, defending champs, Gold State Warriors. I mean, they only getting better. They didn't lose anything. Like they, they literally did not lose anything. You, you getting stuff, Clay, Draymond, Kaminga, uh, Moody, Poole, Wiseman. I hope Wiseman played this year. Uh, they have a stack. Oh, yes. They got a stack roster. Got one of the best coaches in the league. One of the best coaches in the league. I it's, it's gonna be hard to knock them off. It's gonna be hard to knock them boys off. Uh, number two, I went with Phoenix because I feel like uh, while I'm assuming they're gonna continue to be successful, I think this ranking is contingent upon uh, Chris Paul still being healthy. He is older on the back half of thirty, on the back nine of his career. Um, I. I expect him to get hurt at some point. I don't want him to, but I expect it at some point it's going to happen because it's Chris Paul. He's older and he has an injury history. Uh, but I get the signs of number two. Number three, 
Um, some people might hate me, but I'm gonna go with Dallas. I think Dallas got significantly better. They got Christian Wood. Um, I mean, you lose Jalen Brunson, but Luca is still Luca. You got shooters around him. You got a big man that can that can score for himself and play defense and get rebounds and do everything you need on offense to kind of uh, give Luca a chance to chill. Um, I think Dallas is, is a sneaky finals team. I think I think they're a sneaky finals team uh, this year. Uh, number four, I got the Clippers because Kawhi and Paul George I expect to play, and you got still got T. Lou, a decent coach. Number five, Denver. Um, with Junior back, with Murray back, I think Denver's going to be a much better team uh, with the Joker. Uh, number six, I got the Grizzlies. I think the early season uh, without Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to hurt them. I think they could even be lower, uh, depending on you know how things tend to go. If we lose Ja to injury, which has happened before, uh, I think the past two years, we've lost Ja to injury in some capacity early on in the season. It might they might be in trouble. I think Tyus Jones still that dude. I mean, let's, let's be real. He he's the best backup point guard in the league. Uh, but you 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 last year you you had Jaron. You know what I'm saying? So you had Tyus Jones and Jaron together. So it worked. If you lose Ja, you don't have Jaron or Ja. You still got Tyus Jones and you got Bain, but it won't be as good on offense. And you lost Melton and Kyle Anderson, so you really you really don't have you know some consistency from from the Grizzlies. So. At six right now, but they could be lower depending on how the season goes. Uh, number seven, I got Minnesota. I think Rudy Gobert is a regular season winning machine, and I think they'll be in the top eight in some capacity uh, early on. And then number eight, I actually got the Lakers. So I feel like they were there last year. <laughs> and I would assume with AD and LeBron, by default, you're going to win some games. They actually, in my opinion, had the toughest schedule uh, up to this point. Um, let me go to the schedule real quick. They had Golden State, Clippers, Portland, Denver, Minnesota, Denver, Pelicans, uh, Cleveland, Clippers again, the Kings, Brooklyn. Uh, they got the Spurs three times in four in four games. That's crazy. Uh, and then towards Christmas in like December, they got listen to this, y'all. They got Milwaukee at Milwaukee, Washington at Washington, Cleveland at Cleveland, Toronto at Toronto, Philly at Philly, Detroit at Detroit. And then Boston coming out there, Denver coming out there, Washington coming out there, uh, going to Phoenix. Then you got the uh, Kings. Then you got Charlotte. And then you got Dallas on Christmas. So that slate of games is like a murderer's row. Uh, so it's tough. But I still think that they will be at number eight. Uh, so, yeah, that's my that's my top eight at Christmas for the West Coast. It's funny because we actually got the same top. I think it was top three. Uh, you said Golden State, right? Uh, we're yeah. number one. Uh-huh. Um, State. I, everything that you just cemented, this is literally Steph Curry's time. We thought it was his time before, but hell no, it's literally his time now. And they got, in my opinion, the best roster that they've ever, ever had coming in outside the Kevin Durant rosters, of course. That's um, so number one, Golden State. Number two, of course, Phoenix, a regular season team. Of course, they always going to finish in the top. Uh, number three, you said Dallas, everything you said about Dallas is correct. Uh, last year, I kept asking, how the hell these guys keep winning games? How they keep winning games? Luka Doncic is that guy. Um, and Luka Doncic is that guy. And not to spoil it, but we'll be talking about the next, uh, we'll be talking about the top 10 point guards next episode, next season. That's going to be a fun episode. But Luka's going to have that team right there. You said they're asleep before finals. I couldn't agree more. Um, number four. I actually got the Clippers. Um, I do got the Clippers. Like I said, everybody coming in healthy. Tyloo doing his thing. Um, I think they 
they're going to they gonna continue to ball. They still got some some things to figure out, of course, but with that talent and talent coaching, it's like, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard not to have them there right now. Um, number five, got Memphis Grizzlies as well. Um, everything you said, if, if, they, if, if something happens to Ja, <laughs> we, we, might, we might end up being the lottery real quick, real fast, just like that. So God willing, Ja stay healthy um, because losing Jaren yeah, does hurt. Like, of course, we had Jaren last year. We had ties to help out and come in, and we were still able to keep the ball rolling. Jaron is, he, he does his thing. You call him Triple L uh, Sheedy. <laughs> we, 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 I give him the respect that he deserves. Triple J is, is, is that guy. Um, and he's only going to continue to get better if he can stay healthy. So, um, but I still got the Grizzlies, number five. Number six, I got Minnesota. Um, number seven, I actually got Denver in it right now um, simply because, and, and let me finish out first. Number eight, I got the Lakers. So with the West, I actually had to use, uh, what's this, sportingnews.com. They had ranked like the hardest and easiest schedules. And they actually had the Nuggets as having, it's crazy that you said that, Savage, because it's, they actually had the Nuggets with the easiest schedule um, up until, you know, period. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But um, that that's my list. Uh, they got the, let me see, I don't want to go right into the list as well, but they had the, the, the Spurs having the hardest schedule, um, Nuggets having the easiest. And I think that'll kind of help them. But if the Nuggets don't take advantage of that time right there, Savage, of the time before the Christmas, I think I think that's going to be an issue. So, I mean, we'll see. But And then the Lakers, they talking about running the offense to AD. You, you make the hashtag who guard AD for a reason. It's literally just health. And if, if he can stay healthy and they can run the offense to AD, which I can't wait to see what that looks like, AD can put up some MVP numbers and they can be at that AC for real. Yeah, um, I think one thing to describe how I'm doing this list in the West is prove it. Um, you have a lot of teams, a lot of players that want to prove themselves, whether it's Chris Paul proving he deserves a ring, whether it's um, the Clippers proving that they're title contenders, whether it's Golden State letting you know that this is truly a dynasty that's not going anywhere. Um, and so this how I rated this. And again, as we already started this show off by saying, what happens by Christmas definitely going to be what it is at the end of it all. Um, and so for the reasons I discussed, um, I'm actually going to take the Clippers for number one. Um, they have a very, very easy schedule um, all the way up until um, after Christmas, I believe. Um, I should say easy, but more favorable schedule uh, for them. Um, I know you brought up the Lakers earlier, but to be honest, the Clippers have been beating the Lakers with and without Kawhi for, what, seven out of nine games? So that's not even a thing anymore, unfortunately. Um, so give me Clippers at, at one. And I think, again, I'm talking about proving it. Um, I actually got Dallas at two. Um, Dallas, again, has a very favorable schedule. Luka's in a better shape. Christian Wood is coming from a a team that was playing for a lottery pick to a team that's going to be to y'all's point contending for Western Conference um, there. Uh, so give me Dallas at two. Um, I can't take anything away from the champions. I'm not putting them anything lower than three. Um, Golden State, I think, is for the entire season going to float around that two, three range, and then they're just going to shoot up towards like the Atlanta. end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I got Golden State at, um, excuse me, three. After Golden State, um, I have, <laughs> they're going to tank though, after this is Minnesota. 
Um, I got Minnesota high because again, it's proving it's who are you playing. And to be honest, a Rudy Gobert team is not quite going to be out of the playoffs that soon. Um, Anthony's uh, looking very good with his haircut. Um, we'll see. I think, again, Carlton Towns, I think, is going to try to prove some things. Again, a lot about proving yourselves, but we all know things are going to change once we get a little bit of a break. So uh, for, uh, for Minnesota, at five, I agree. Uh, we're right there, too. I think Memphis is there at five, but I also agree with Savage. They could be sliding at six, but I keep them at five just because, again, Ja has to prove stuff now, right, um, with or without Jaron. And I think that he's going to prove that I mean, I know it was fake, but they had what, a 98 overall rating in NBA 2K. I think that was fake. He's going to try to prove he's Notice the best point guard in, in the league. Um, so give me Memphis at five. Um, at six is the Nuggets. Um, to your point earlier, they have the easiest schedule. They are always are floating in between that three to six range. Um, and I don't see them anything lower than six at this point. Um, again, Jamal Murray's coming back. Uh, Junior's coming back, to your point. Proving it that the Nuggets deserve a nine we just else, but then I think they'll shoot off um, as well. So give me them at six. I think I'll take the Lakers at seven. Um, it's LeBron. Um, it's AD. It, and it's whatever Russell Westbrook decides to show up or not show up. Um, and I think by then, you know, you know who they're going to trade for too, um, if they don't already have Kyrie on that team. Um, and so the last team that I got there is going to be Again, we're talking about proving it. I'm going to have the Pelicans, man, at number eight. Um, good coach. Uh, I think Brandon Ingram's going into maybe his final year. He's still making, what, over $30 million. Zion's coming back. Um, this lineup is is 2K-ish um, decent. Um, but you got some shooters. You got CJ McCollum will be there. Um, and I just I believe in a little bit of what the Pelicans are doing. I think for them to actually be in the playoffs again this year, they're going to, have to stay around that eight to 10 range the entire season. So I'm going to keep them at eight just to surprise some folks right now. You mentioned the Pelicans. Uh, I think that now that Zion's been paid and he has that weight clause in his, in his contract, I think he is going to play. And last time we saw Zion was a, was a problem. Uh, and you already got Ingram. You, you got uh, GTA. You got uh, Devontae Graham. I think is still there as well too. Yes, Devontae was who was a former six player of the year, six man of the year, right? Or was you know running it? Yeah. I know he was starting with Charlotte, and then they traded him. But still, I mean, that's a that's a bucket. That's like that's like CJ McCullum. You know, great value, <laughs> honestly. Um, so yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't. I'm not mad at it. Say what too. Still got JV. And still got a very underrated JV. Yes. Absolutely. For sure. So, two, who were, who were the top 10 easiest, uh, easiest schedules? What's, what's on that list? Give me one second. Da, 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 I'm up. All right. So, Nuggets, Jazz, <laughs> uh, Hawks, Timberwolves, Timberwolves, stay woke, uh, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Boston Celtics, and the Clippers, okay. which is why I had Clippers in my top four. Okay, I I figured Atlanta had an easy schedule because I looked at this. I'm like, this thing is is easy. <laughs> they can literally stack up wins early, so I'm kind of concerned about my somewhat prediction of them not making playoffs. But I mean, I, I just yeah, I, I had I had them stacking up wins. I, I just had to because we'll wait till the end. You never know. How this is going to <laughs> 82 games. Right. You never know what can happen. That's facts. Right. That's facts. All right, so. 
that's segueing into, I guess, our next segment because we wanted to see where the standards were leading into Christmas. And now, of course, Christmas is a big deal for the NBA. And if you're an NBA fan, uh, because that's when you're around your family. We got five NBA games, I believe three NFL games, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think any of them were good. I can't recall. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I'm excited about NBA Christmas more than NFL Christmas, honestly, because uh, we got five good games. We got Sixers at Knicks, uh, Lakers at Mavericks, Bucks at Celtics, Grizz. Thank God the Grizz finally got an NBA game on Christmas. Grizz versus the Warriors and Suns um, at the Nuggets. So, uh, we got the five games, gentlemen. What are your thoughts on uh, the teams playing? Um, and of course, I mean, we're a Memphis based podcast, even though my brother's in Phoenix and in Dallas. But uh, just give me y'all's thoughts about the games. Oh, you know, you might not want to hear upset. I'm about to be at this one. Uh oh, go ahead. Um, however, let me first get start on, 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 the good, get on. on the good foot. I'm very excited that the Memphis Grizzlies are not only just playing on MLK Day, like that's like a, the game for Memphis, right? Like we know nationally televised, we always get MLK Day. But to see that we are actually playing the defending champions and they got in there and it's going to become a rivalry, hopefully, um, is fantastic. And I love to see that. And, and kudos to John Moran and everyone else that made that happen, whoever decided this. Thank you. But... Um, <laughs> The motherfucking Knicks? Are you kidding me? It's a Heat fan, y'all. It's a Heat fan. So yes, and I am Heat fan. So let's 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 run the numbers then, because I was waiting to talk about this. If anything, I need to talk about the Christmas thing, because I'm not turning in on on the first game. Trash, <laughs> trash, a blowout. Even if James Harden and Joel Embiid don't show up for that game, it's still a blowout. How are the Knicks must-see TV? Because I got Jalen Brunson? Jalen Brunson? Obi Toppin? R.J. Barrett? Julius Randle? This is must-see TV over Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Udonis Haslam, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero. This is must-see TV? Are you kidding me? We've only been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice in the past three years. And how disrespectful to put the Knicks up. The Knicks? They barely made the playoffs the other season. They got washed wait, wait, by the Hawks. Wait, 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 wait. So the Knicks on Christmas is like the Lions on Thanksgiving, man. It's a it's a holiday tradition. They got to play. They got to play. I am part of an organization <laughs> that does not rest on the traditions of the country. Fair enough. And, I am and too. The, and I will I will I will stop my, my rant about this and say of all the games, of all the games, no one should be turning into the 76ers in this. I don't care. Don't bet on the game if you want to. If you, I don't give a damn. That is the most trash game that they have provided. Now, um, I think the there's two games that I'm really looking forward to the most um, besides, well, including the Warriors versus Grizzlies because this is in Golden State. But we've made a great run in Golden State too, so let's not, you know, put that down. Um, but the other game I'm really looking forward to is just Bucks celtics um, I'm assuming that's a good measuring stick for both of those teams kind of earlier on. 
Um, to your point too earlier, you talk about, you know, not sure Chris Milton would have been the difference maker. I really don't know because Jason Tatum was on a run, to be honest. Um, and now you got Malcolm Brogdon um, as well. You got him for pennies. I think they also got um, Gallinari too um, for even a hole in the penny if you if you would too. So I'm looking forward to see what this team and that game will look like. Um, but those are the two games for sure I'm looking forward to. You don't need to ask me about that first one uh, because that is a slap in the face to the Miami Heat organization. The only team that didn't make the playoffs gets a home game for Christmas Day this year. I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, Shitty, you got to understand business one-on-one, bro. It's business one-on-one. It's the NBA. It's, It's the only team in New York. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I guess Brooklyn too, but New York City, the big mecca, you know what I mean? Um, so you gotta play and like like Savage said, it's tradition. So you gotta have them. Um, and the fact that they're going against the Sixers, like you said, I don't think blowout, but I think the Sixers do come away with the win on that one. Um, I don't think blowout though. But I mean the Knicks could have Donnie Mitchell by the end too. And from what I'm seeing, they damn near about to pull the trick on something within the next week or so so not that trade that i saw that you posted seated that eight, them eight, yo, eight <laughs> draft picks in the starting five i was like wait a minute <laughs> they about to trade the coach <laughs> it was like what eight first round eight, picks eight, eight first round picks rj players OB- spike lee i was like Uh-oh. the whole team it may- I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's to that extent i think you of course you got people that's out here trolling but Man. i think i think something's gonna happen real soon because i think you gotta do you gotta pull the trick on that before training camp especially if you don't even mention um and danny ainge as well so somebody i think somebody's gonna fold in a way um bucks and celtics like you said she did everything that we want i did have the celtics going to the finals regardless um because if it's one team that was built to stop Giannis, it was the celtics you know what I'm saying? We saw that in the finals. Mind you, I'm not taking away nothing from mid. Mid showed who we was uh, a couple years ago when they did win the championship. Mid is far from mid. I understand that. But that Celtics team was good defensively. I think that was at the top defensively. But that's a game I definitely can't wait to see, especially if everybody's healthy. Um, Suns and Nuggets, if everybody's healthy, that's going to be a fun game to watch too. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, what Jamal Murray are we going to see? Are we going to see Junior in the game? So... <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. If it's one game, I know I'm probably not going to watch, believe it or not, it's probably going to be this one. Um, Lakers and Mavs, if healthy, Lakers, that Lakers thing, hey, that's going to be a fun game to watch, especially against that young boy, Luka. And then this game literally is the difference between the NFL and the NBA. For one, the NFL having games on NBA lets you know that they're not paying attention to none outside the dollar that they're trying to make. Outside of that, They've never been in tune with the culture. They've never really cared about us. That's a whole nother ramp for a whole nother podcast. But when you talk about the NBA, they do look at their superstars. They do look at their fan base and see what the people want. And they literally gave us, and it sucks for me to say because I'm a fan of both teams, the next best rivalry in the NBA. It's, it, we looking at it right here. When you talk about play styles, completely different. When you talk about age, ages, you know, Grizz up and coming, Warriors been here for a minute. We love to see the story like that. When we love to see when the when the little brothers gonna take over the big brother. That's just where we are. So the fact that we got the Grizz and the Warriors on Christmas Day, prime time, like it it is it, it's, it's gonna be beautiful to, th- to see. I think it'll be record breaking in my opinion. If if 
everybody's healthy, of course, but that, that's just me. That's just where we are with social media. Steph Curry's going to be healthy. John Moran's going to be healthy. And we know what both of those, what both of those guys are on social media. They're, they're, they're number one and number two, probably um, in the NBA. And so you put them on the court at prime time Christmas day. I, I, I'll be watching it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to the NBA for, 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 for looking and seeing what they had, for knowing that John Moran, Draymond Green wanted this to happen for them probably going and say, hey, Adam, mess with us real quick, bro. And mess with us real quick. And they did. That The NBA realized that this is going to be great for money as well. So shout out to them, man. I know if the NFL got a game at this time, <laughs> ain't nobody watching it. So <laughs> we need to find out who's playing. <laughs> Let me find out real quick. Yeah, look, look real quick while I while I get into uh, I guess my spiel. Um, so Took mentioned basically that the NBA and Adam Silver got their ear to the streets, and they definitely do because one, like Took mentioned, the Grizzlies and Warriors uh, matchup. That's a rivalry that everybody wants. They know that Ja and Draymond going at it on social media. They know that John Morant gave uh, Steph Curry some dap on the way after game two and said it's going to be fun, you know, going out to, to uh, go safe for game three. Uh, but not only that, but I forgot to mention with the schedule release that the NBA got the Rivals Week. Um, that's new for this year. And so Rivals, Rivals Week is January, the week of the 24th, I believe. And they got like Heat versus Boston, Clippers versus Lakers, Nets versus Sixers, Grizz versus Warriors. So again, it's a rivalry. Uh, Bulls and Hornets. Uh, that's a throwback rivalry right there. Uh, Mavericks, Suns, Grizz, Timberwolves, another rivalry that's budding. Raptors and Warriors, uh, Nuggets, Sixers, Knicks and Nets, Lakers and Boston. So again, the NBA got their ear to the streets. They understand like the the culture itself of like we we know that people talk shit and we want to see that you know in, in prime time games like Christmas, like Rivalry Week. Uh, you ready to? Yep, the game that'll be played will be Denver versus the Rams. Anybody watching that? Anybody watching yeah. that? I'm not. Wow. I'm not watching that. And, and the crazy part is, I feel like both teams need the, that victory at that time. I feel like the Rams at that time would be playing for like I don't know one or two seed, and the Broncos yeah. may be playing for at least to win their division. But right. I get you. I'm not gonna watch it. I'd rather watch them ball. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, look, looking over the Christmas games, uh, I never watched the 11 o'clock game anyway. So Sixers and Knicks, like typically, I just remember seeing the Knicks and like the Wizards playing, and I ain't watching it. I ain't watching that. Lakers and Mavericks, that to me is an eye opener because normally more times than not, LA is playing at home. They not at home. They playing. They going to Luca, and that's just that just for me is saying that Luca is gonna be that dude this year. Uh, Bucks and Celtics, she already kind of touched on that. Grizz and Warriors, again, rivalry. And then Suns and Nuggets. I think this game is going to be pretty important. It's going to be late at night. But Aiden just got paid. He got paid 150 And Jokic, I'm assuming, going to have his full stack roster with him. And I just want to see Jokic put, put that man on skates. I just want to see him work DeAndre Aiden. If y'all don't know by now, I am not DeAndre Aiden's biggest fan. Uh, not because of him personally. But because the Phoenix Suns fans came at me last year on Twitter, and I'm still ready to fight <laughs> over that. But yeah, I, I'm actually, I hopefully will watch that game if I ain't dead by then, because I, I have a one year old daughter. Well, she'd be like one and a half by then. Um, so yeah, good slate of games uh, for, for this Christmas. Uh, I, I think that this will be, uh, this is not a Grizzlies pod per se, but I think this is going to be the beginning of us as a fan base with the Grizzlies being on Christmas uh, consistently. Uh, for Memphis Grizzlies, uh, because I feel like John Morant, he's must-see TV. He has to be on TV 
in the prime time position. Cause I mean, just like last year, he might dunk on you. He might hit a, a full court heave shot. He might catch a, a full court pass from Steven Adams with 0.4 on the clock. Uh, so they got to They got to put them on, on, on TV uh, during prime time. So, um, so yeah, y'all, that's, that's the schedule. That's Christmas. Um, Let's get into Kevin Durant, man. Let's let's. This is our weekly Kevin Durant update. So again, y'all, we're gonna do Kevin Durant updates every week because something new is gonna happen <laughs> at some point, and we're trying to figure out is Kevin Durant gonna actually play for the Brooklyn Nets. So we're gonna end our show discussing what's going on with Kevin Durant almost every episode. That's literally what it's gonna be because it's gonna be a weekly show, and the season starts in about what a month and a half from now they play preseason ball in september kevin durant got a report training camp one way or another so we gonna see but trey young posted on social media this past week uh of him doing a private workout with kevin durant and not just kevin durant but Kyrie irvin as well too so last episode i was like are kevin durant and Kyrie irvin even friends anymore because i mean Steve Nash is Kyrie's man, 50 grand. Like, that's that's his dude. And the GM, you know, Kevin Durant, assumingly was cool with the GM. He's cool with, with Steve Nash. But he also said, get rid of the GM. Get rid of uh, Steve Nash. But that's Kyrie's man. So I'm like, is Kyrie still cool with Steve Nash? I, I don't get it. It's like high school drama. If you're a teacher and you know about high school drama, it's something every single week with the same people. And that's literally what it is. Like one minute y'all cool, next minute y'all not together. The next minute you dating his boyfriend, next minute his it, literally his boyfriend, her girlfriend, whatever it is. So this week, like I said, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are working out together with Trey Young. What like what? What are y'all thoughts about that? Initial thoughts? I don't. I have no thoughts. I'm just like whatever. It's something else again. Yeah. Um. I think it's still. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be debatable until Kevin Durant makes a decision, um, along with, uh, Big Joe. Um, I think there's something to be said about how, how these two videos or images have come about. Um, when I say that, I mean, the other week we saw Kevin with James Harden. And they were supporting uh, maybe Travis Scott, I believe, um, out in Europe, Asia, some crazy concert tour. But what I saw that was fun, so to speak, right? Um, I saw the energy. This past one, I'm not saying that the energy, the energy was not the exact same. Um, it could be more of a business type of decision um, from how the body language was perceived. Um, regardless, I... I <laughs> I don't believe both of these players will finish the season, let alone start the season, but not finish the season together. When I say these two players, I mean Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, there's still trade talks that are pretty heavy with um, LA. Um, the Lakers, I would say not the Clippers, um, trying to establish for Kyrie. But that, again, is putting where's Kevin Durant with, to your point, Savage, that Steve Nash is Kyrie's guy. Um, and then, you know, Big Joe. So I, I, I said retirement, um, it was a way. And then I feel like KD, to your point, Savage heard the show and was like, man, no, nah, man, I ain't retiring. 
<laughs> oh. so that was the next day. He said it the next yeah. day. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally the next day. I didn't hear anyone else say that. I really just brought that to myself. <laughs> like, the way to get out of a contract, especially for four years, if you're not getting what you want, you retire and then you find yourself somewhere else. Um, and so I, I will stick to the retirement, I guess, for now. Um, and I, I just, I would hate to see a year where he doesn't play, but I mean, I don't see Brooklyn being a title contender without Kevin Durant, let alone a playoff team without Kevin Durant. So Joe's going to have to make some big, deci- big decisions. Unfortunately, um, our favorite person in the whole wide world has ruined everything, and his name is Danny Ainge, in regards to the value and market value for what Kevin Durant should be going for. Um, That'd be worse with, with Donovan Mitchell with eight first round picks. It's going to be 20 and, first And round. who's over that is, again, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would literally just sign the team over, right? As a matter of fact, Seattle, just go <laughs> ahead and go ahead and get Kevin Durant. Go ahead and take Seattle. That's your team, Kevin. You figure it out in the West um, with your team, like legitimately, because they're, they're giving up way too much. So I don't see, again, a scenario where both of these players play with each other um, at the end of the season. And I think there's still, I think there's a way still for Kyrie to get to L.A. somehow, some way, even if there's a third team, i.e. the Spurs or, or someone else. But I, the question is, where does Kevin Durant go and, if it ain't Brooklyn, then it's at home. Kevin Durant signed a four-year contract, y'all. Y'all know me. I'm the biggest Kevin Durant fan you'll find. He signed a four-year contract, and he's going to be there. I'm not going to say the whole four years, but he's going to be there for next season. And it may be to his like. It may not be. It may be to his dislike. And it, at this point, we still got to read the fine print that Kevin Durant, you signed a four-year contract with a team that that literally just gave you everything you wanted over the past two years. You got everything you wanted. You wanted James Harden. You wanted, you, been, you know, you traded James Harden. You wanted Ben Simmons. You wanted this. You wanted that. And the Nets are in a position because of you. So now you got to kind of take that spoon. You got you to gotta lay in that bed because you made it. But you signed up. You, you signed, this is what you signed up for, essentially. But like I told y'all last season, uh, not last season, last week, I ended up finding a quote of Rich Kleiman saying that I definitely want to be a part of the NBA organization at one part of my life. I told y'all last last week that I think Kevin Durant trying to get Rich Kleiman in that front office. Rich Kleiman is Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant is Rich Kleiman's only player. So, hey, you fire, buddy. <laughs> and if Rich Kleiman ends up getting fired and y'all know the media is going to make a big deal out of this, but remember, I said it here first. It's because he's going to get in that front office. So that's what I think Kevin Durant is right now as far as Kyrie Irving. I posted a video on Twitter with Russell. Y'all remember that first game Kevin Durant went back uh, to OKC and how Russell felt? That shit wasn't fake. That was all real. They do not like each other. Why in the hell, if I want to keep Kevin Durant, why am I going to be Russell Westbrook here? So the only way Kyrie right there ends up on the Lakers if, if there is a third team. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's the only way Kyrie end up in the Lakers outside of, you know, what's playing out this last year was contract and pulling off next season. So if I'm the Nets, I kind of got to deal with that too because I know Kyrie wants to be in L.A. He said it at this point. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie and Katie are still friends. I don't, don't let media fool y'all. They, but they, they're cool. They they with Nike for they're with Nike. They got that they 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 there. You know what I'm saying? They're cool. 
he can go to James Harden and Travis Scott, another country and turn up, you know what I'm saying? But they did have a meeting with that owner too and be like, hey, this is what I want. You better give me what I want. So it, it, like I said, it's a weird position to be in. If you're Kevin Durant, it'll make a lot more sense if you're, you know, two years, one year left in your deal, but you, you got four years left. But this is a player that's going to enter year 15, 16. We can't play with all the time like this if I'm Kevin Durant as well. So, I mean, that, that's what we have. But as far as Kyrie getting to the Lakers, <laughs> nah, man, hey, go go follow me at Tab Shakir if you want to see the video that I posted with Kev, Kevin Durant came back to OKC. Whew, that's some of the funniest basketball I've watched in my life. Because I felt that. I was so conflicted. Like, I, I was so conflicted. Like, you want to talk about conflicted. I understand, but I can't let y'all do my guy KD like this. So, yeah. I think I think the only way that Kyrie ends up in L.A. and Russ not in Brooklyn is if Indiana gets involved. Because Indiana got the pieces. They got, uh, was it Miles Turner? Um, who else they got? Somebody else they got there. That was buddy. To, oh, Buddy, yeah, buddy Hill. Uh, that's the only way that I think that he would he would get traded, and it wouldn't be to Brooklyn. It would be to Indiana because they, I think they would take Russell Westbrook, but they would take draft picks as well too. Um, but yeah, like the more the when I saw that picture too, I was like, damn, two gonna be on to something. I know he gonna be on to something because it's like Kevin Durant, and Kyrie are in the same space playing basketball. They are obviously cool with each other. I know they want to hoop together. They want to make it work, and it's like. Like that, I always say when stuff happens where there's smoke, there's fire. There's smoke all around that Steve Nash stuff. And uh, my guy Francis on social media at uh, Slugger Sports, he was saying, uh, he asked like his his followers, what's like to happen? Like Kevin Durant not being there or Kyrie not, some, some to that degree. And I was like, I think Steve Nash is most likely than anybody else because I feel like you can find a coach, anybody to coach. <laughs> you can find anybody to be a coach for Kevin Durant and Kyrie. That I need is, is somebody to be a babysitter that's halfway watching them. Kevin Durant and Kyrie can figure out the offense one way or another. They they two grown men who are NBA Hall of Famers. They can figure it out one way or another. Um, but there's smoke around Steve Nash and uh, Marks, the GM, being fired. And when I saw that picture of, of Kyrie and KD, I was like, Rich Kleiman about to be the GM, man. He, he about to be the GM. It might not be this year. It might not be this year. Uh, if they start off slow, like how I had them at number eight and my standings at Christmas, he can be gone because they were at number one last year. And this year they will be at eight the way that I had it. I feel like you would have to fire, fire Steve Nash and just clean house and then give them what they want. So it might not be this uh, year, but it might be next year for, for, for climbing. I think I think with, with climbing, it'll be next year. And I think here's a scenario where let's say this – scenario KD and Kyrie which is actually my scenario number one they finish the season with the Nets they give one more shot they 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 try to convince Ben Simmons to come back at some point this season this is like I said my theory one they go into playoffs they do they think in the playoffs they don't get swept in the first round of course blah 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 whatever but Kyrie dips so now you got to figure out who you gonna have replace Kyrie because for one you didn't trade Kyrie so you got nothing in return for him but for two you, who you gonna bring in that Kevin Durant would approve of. And I think that's gonna cause some kind of friction within a front office. And Kevin Durant's really gonna be like, all right, Kyrie ain't here. I need my own team or I'm, I may retire. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll be a worse team next season. But this team, Kevin Durant really does have to look at this roster and say top to bottom, this is a great roster to play basketball with. 
And I think the basketball mind that KD and Kyrie have, they will understand that. But it's going to get to a point where Kyrie is going to end up staying and he's going to end up being a Los Angeles Laker next season. That's my scenario number one. Yeah, and I like what you said there too. Like, you play this season out, whether or not, you know, whatever happens with Brooklyn happens, right? But Kyrie has been on to say that he wants to be in LA. And so do you, how long do you go and not find talent that will come, right? Um, to you, like, I don't, I'm not sure that we can talk about uh, free agents for next season or what have you. Um, if this was a scenario, right? Because if you lose Kyrie, not take anything away from Kyrie, Kyrie is, a, is an amazing player um, and 37 million worth of it. But if he just walks away and goes to LA, you're stuck with whatever you got, Brooklyn, and see who would actually come to them, who is not under contract to be there. And again, that's another talk for another day for who will be the free agents at that time. And that's why, to me, you got to trade them to get some type of value um, in return. Um, as far as also another team as well that's been linked to this trade with the Lakers as a third option, but they would be buying out Russell Westbrook, which means Russell will play at the first suitor. They got to figure something out before training camp. They got to, because, like, you can't get them all together in one spot with friction. Like, And that's why we're doing this every week, y'all. We're doing it literally every week. If something pop up with the news with Kevin Durant, because he, I mean, it's Kevin Durant. He's going to be in the news at some point during the week. Uh, We're going to talk about it and just figure out, like, dissect. Like, they have to make a decision. Either that's going to be the GM and the coach, or it's going to be, it won't be, I mean, I don't think they're trading Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant is just untradeable. Thanks, Danny Ainge. <laughs> Kyrie, you can trade because Kyrie will be an expiring. But Kevin Durant, I think he's going to play in Brooklyn. But it's a matter of, like, how, like, him being there, something got to give. It has to give. My question is, where the hell Ben Simmons at? Like, what? Hey, <laughs> he's just, he just chilling. <laughs> if, if I can be real on Danny Ainge, I don't I, – I hate the fact that people are – like, Dan, the Danny Ainge trade was, was crazy, but we – Still got to consider the pieces who pulled that out. Danny Age is a GM, GOAT GM for a reason as far as getting what he wants. Yeah. But last season, James Harden got traded for essentially no, a couple years ago. I'm sorry, when James Harden got to the Nets, uh, he got traded for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Essentially. Yep. So Russell Westbrook got traded for nothing. You got you got to look in the GM spot and be like, I can't be Danny Ainge, but still let me get the best package that I can get. And I think that's what's in the mind of these GMs as well. Where Rudy Gobert got this, Kevin Durant, get, it's about that, but it's not about that. Let's get the best deal done now instead of having to compare what, what the media going to think about us. And I think that's getting away, or one of the reasons we get away of why, you know, Kyrie ain't been traded because Kevin Durant, you want, I mean, uh, that Kevin Durant ain't been traded, but he still wants to go to the East as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams on the list on the East, I'm not trading you to a competitor. Mm-hmm. No. So if I'm going to find a deal, I'm going to find a deal that's in the West. And what, what, again, what Western Conference teams got what the Nets want right now as far as Kevin Durant go? Legitimate question. Jalen Rose said it best, man. He said, you never get what you deserve, only you, what you have to leverage, to leverage to negotiate. So they they might only have so much leverage to negotiate with other teams. Yeah. So, But, yeah, man, we'll be back again next week with um, actually our top ten point guards, like to mentioned early on uh, in the episode – uh, so we're going to do a, a, a series leading up until the NBA season. So we're going we're gonna to give y'all episodes all the way until the start. So we're going to do point guards, shooting guards, all the way down to positions. We're going to also do coaches as well, too. 
Uh, so we'll do coaches, top 10 coaches, and we'll do those uh, top 10 young players. And I'll let y'all know what the young players are uh, in our group chat. Um, so yeah, we're going to give you guys episodes all the way through from now until the start of the NBA, uh, season. So if you haven't already follow us on social media, I'm at M Savage 901. Sheedy is at it's really Sheedy and Took is at, at Tev Shakir. Our podcast is at three, the Hardaway pod on, uh, Twitter. If you are listening again, if you're listening on a podcast platform, give us a five-star review and also, um, Share it with somebody, share it with a friend, family member, teammate, whoever it is. And on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, three, the harder way, and turn on notification bells. So until then, stay safe, be blessed, peace.